the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host for today. This is Hi Kids, 4 Kids, 5 Kids. And thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids show. Today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Tammy Hodgkiss. She is the curator at the Vit Origin Center. So listen kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show for you. Get ready for a very interesting and exciting show only on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host today. Good afternoon, Tammy. How are you? Cool, I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming. It's such an honor to have you. (laughs) So, just before we carry on, can you tell us a bit about the Origin Center? So, the Origin Center is a museum at WITS, and we mostly talk about the, the origins of art. So, the earliest art that you find in the world, and that's actually in South Africa. Oh, wow. And then also about the, the sound or the Bushman rock art, um, that you find there's over 15,000 sites in South Africa, and this is a museum that's, that's showcasing some of them. Oh, that's very cool. Cool. It's a very beautiful museum. <laughs> then, how did it start? So it's been going since 2006, um, and there was definitely a need for it. A lot of people can't get to sites, and there was a need to to celebrate this this portion of of South African history. What does the museum offer to us? So you, there's a lot of displays, some interactive displays. There's some skull casts of the early fossil finds, like Mrs. Plez and the oh, town child, cool. and you can actually come and touch them and see, oh, wow. turn them upside down and see what their teeth look like or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, and there's lots of, yeah, lots of different things to touch. Beautiful art panels, some contemporary art as well by very well-known artists. Um, there's some real uh, pieces of, of rock art, engraved rock art and painted rock art that you can come and see. So hmm. a lot of, a lot of different things to see. So why is it then called the Origin Center? Because it's dealing with the origins of art. Um, and we also have a sister gallery next to us, which is called the Fossil Gallery, and that deals with the, the origins of, of life. So oh. the first fossils, there's original fossils on display and um, original dinosaur fossils as well on display. And so that's how the name came about. So where is it? It's at Wits University. So oh, you actually d- go into Wits University oh, campus that's cool. and it's in there. Are you allowed to like, come anytime? Yes, yeah, so we open Monday to Saturday, 10 till 5. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So what is contemporary art? Contemporary art means so modern art. So it's not by artists that lived thousands of years ago. It's by <laughs> artists that are either still alive or have, have lived recently. So it's their interpretations. So based on their understanding of Africa and Africa's place in art and, and African art, they've created their own artworks. So then what is rock art? So rock art is is art that is actually just made on rocks, oh. and so it's so you would go yes. So it's oh. made by humans, and the oldest rock art in South Africa is maybe for about five thousand years old. A lot of art is found in the Drakensberg. I don't know if you've been to the Drakensberg, but they have, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> but there's a lot of beautiful rock art there. What is the Blombos Oka? The Blombos Oka. So that's dealing with the origins of art. So literally, oh, it's oh, the, the oldest. Cool. 
what we kind of call the, the oldest piece of art in the world is a piece of, of ochre. So ochre is a kind of shale and it's a stone that's quite soft and you can grind it and get a, a red or yellow powder. And this stone is a red one and it, it's been engraved. So it's actually been a design engraved and it's the oldest known example. 80, How old is it? So well, actually it's 75,000 years old. So it's How really, did you really find old. that? <laughs> so it was dated by the layers that it was found in. And it, the site in Blombos, it's, a, it's an archaeological site, and that's in the, the Southern Cape. On Do you the know coast. why it's named Blombos? Well, it's, it's the name of the, the area of the farm it's found oh, in. I'm not cool. sure why that was named that. <laughs> so ochre is a type of rock. It's a type of rock. It actually is a, a word used for a whole di- lot of different types of rock. So even oh, he- nice. it's a hematite, so it's got iron oxides in it. Um, and so you get necklaces out of hematite that are those shiny, silvery necklaces. And that's a different ca- form of the, of the rock. So it's shales and hematites and a whole lot of different ones. That's, called n- okay. that's really cool. Cool. So, like, what is hematite? So hematite, yes. So it's it's a different form of of ochre, an, an actual mineral component. So it's an iron oxide. And then if you do have a different form of it, if you heat up the the rock, you can actually get a different you can get a different form of it. It changes when it's heated up to really hot temperatures. Oh, wow. So it's a whole lot. Yeah, rocks are, can be quite complex, and there's different types of rocks. And hematite, what we call hematite, is a rock that we look at is a really nice hard silvery rock, and that's actually not ochre. Hmm. But hematite is the mineral that makes up ochre. But what happens if I'm searching around and I get lost? <laughs> so what happens? When you're searching and you, and you get lost? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a, a vague question. But if you... Um, I suppose you've, you've got to, what, how it would have been done in the past. Look at the stars if it's night. Look at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Not like if you get you lost, you can't find your mom or dad or something. Yes. Yeah. What you should do. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go to someone in uniform. Uh, yeah, good. Ask them. Go to an information desk. I guess that. you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your museum part of? So we we form the, a part of the museum. The museum has, I mean, a lot of, of the university. And the university has quite a lot of other museums. And we all operate separately, but kind of work together a little bit as well. Wow. So is it open every day or are you allowed, like, do you have special days for Sundays? So it is open every day except for Sundays. Uh, we also are open on public holidays. So the public oh, holidays okay. that are coming up, we will be open. Um, and so we open from, from 10 till 5. And we co- close a little bit earlier on public holidays and Saturdays. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when did the Origin Center start? The, in 2006. And been, yeah, we, we have temporary exhibits, so the exhibits are changing. There's always different things going on at the museum. We do have different activity days and things like that as well. So it's oh, not, that's nice. not just only the museum as it was since 2006. Oh, wow. That's yeah. nice. So do you have activities for certain ages or? Yes. Yeah. So at the moment we're running activity days on Saturdays, um, that are for <laughs> mostly for primary school kids, but also we try to have activities for a range of ages. They're fun for adults to join in and high school kids as well. We've got one this Saturday that's dealing with paint. So actually using ochre and making your own paint, mixing it with different things, and, that's nice. and then making and your own And do you get to keep it? Yes. 
Oh, yeah, wow. you get to keep all the things you make at the activity days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Why don't you have activity days on every day? Um, it's difficult because we, I, I usually run them and then we need volunteers and during the week it's just hard to get a lot of people and it's quite a lot to set up all activities. So, so I come in, usually it's one Saturday a month, so the first Saturday of the month. And then every now and then we do activities during the week. So for people that can't come on Saturdays, we do have, uh, fun workshops or things during the school holidays. Oh, that's well. cool. So what do you mean by volunteers? So people that want to come and work at the museum and just to have the experience um, and just to have some fun and they don't get paid. Oh, I see. Yeah, so we have students. So that, what that ages are allowed to? It's usually we have university students. So, but we wouldn't mind having high school students as well if, if people are wanting to, to come, uh, depending on the job. But most of it, it's university students that have actually studied archaeology. Oh, wow. Um, not always, but so they, they have an understanding of, of archaeology as well. And the activities we do are often around archaeological things. Are you a volunteer? So now I work for the museum. And so I, I'm the person who has to round up all the volunteers and show ah. the volunteers what to do. And I work with them. Do you enjoy your job? I love it. Yeah, so I've been at the museum for a, a, almost a year and a half, and it's been amazing. I, I've met so many different people um, because we have temporary exhibits as well. It's been really nice to, to meet artists and photographers and and different archaeologists, and so it's been it's been really cool. It's a really nice job. What don't you need? Um. I suppose on days when I just don't necessarily feel like seeing people <laughs> hide and, and it's, it's very, it's very busy. Um, I'm constantly getting emails and phone calls oh, and so, cool, so it's, which is, which is great, but sometimes you just have a day when you want to hide away and, and I can't. Um, but at the moment there's very little I don't enjoy. Oh. Yeah. So what can we learn from this? From the museum. Yeah. From the museum. Well, you can learn about uh, about humans and the, the origins of humans and how we came to be as as we are today and how we look like we do today and how we spread around the world um, and also how we express ourselves to think about how we, why do we make our art. Ah. Yeah. So is like the archaeology that's been found um, only from South Africa or do, did you find it internationally? So in the museum, we're focusing on Southern African archaeology and some African sites as well. Um, but there's archaeology from around the world. But South Africa and Africa has the oldest evidence of, of art. So there's a lot of amazing archaeology in, in Africa. So is the science department from VITS also um, involved? So we actually fall under the science faculty, which is called the, yeah, so there's the faculty and there's a whole lot of different departments like the chemistry department and the geoscience department. They all fall under the science faculty. And so we actually only came into the faculty uh, about two years ago. And so it's been really nice to have the support of VITS and to be able to get students to work at the museum and have the staff involved as well. So we work with the archaeology and geography department. Yeah. So then what's so different about the um, this museum towards others? Well, as far as I know, we're the, we're the only museum in South Africa that deals with this content. Oh, you know? wow. So you'll have other museums that will, you know, like at Witz, there's an amazing geology museum, and you can go and look at all different kinds of rocks, hundreds of different types of rocks, oh, beautiful cool. rocks. Um, and other museums like at Witz, the Witz Art Museum deals with African art. And so we, we deal specifically with 
with South African art and the the Bushman paintings and um, engravings and the, the sound people that that created it. Do you have fossils? So in the the museum that's kind of next to us, it's called the the Kitching Fossil Gallery. They, there's fossils there, and some fossils that you can touch. There's reconstructions of dinosaurs as oh, well, which nice. are awesome. Um, so so we do have a little bit of that too. So what ages can visit the museum then? Any ages. Some like my my daughters. Uh, when she was three, she would find it a bit scary because oh. it's quite quite dark and there's different sounds oh, and things. Cool. But other three-year-olds are absolutely fine. So any, <laughs> any age can come. We have wheelchair access as well. And so it's a very accessible museum. And there's hmm. things to touch and TV screens as well. And oh. Yeah. Um, do you have school um, outings to go there? Yes, we've got quite a lot of school groups coming through. So for school groups, you do have to book, and then you have a guide take you around. Oh, wow. Um, which is really nice, and you can ask yeah. lots of questions, and our, our guides are, are great. We have a lot of student guides and, and other guides. We have a guy, uh, Brian, who's been working with us for years, and he's wonderful, and he has stories about everything. Um, and so it's really nice to have a guided tour as well. But we have audio guides. So oh. if, you, if it's a smaller group, you can just have an audio guide, and you press the button, <laughs> and then you number you are in the museum. Oh, yeah. wow. So who started the Origin Center? So it was uh, a collaboration. So with the Rock Art Research Institute, they were um, and, and people that uh, worked there. Um, and I know Francis Gerard, a man who lived, he now lives in the, in the UK. So he was one of the people that was really important in starting it. But um, it was a, a whole lot of people, but mostly around the Rock Art Research Institute. Huh. So from what you do in the museum, what tell, what does it tell us? Well, like, what does it teach us what you do? I think to preserve heritage, that there's there's so much that could so easily get forgotten because it hasn't been written down or because it gets eroded and the, some of these paintings have been destroyed just by by weather and rain. And oh, yeah. um, and so to, to be able to preserve these is wonderful because we'd, we'd want people thousands, year, thousands of years down the line to be able to see them and appreciate them as well. So who found, um, who founded the museum? So it was, uh, I think it was under the, the Rock Art Research Institute that it was, it was mostly through them and it, it wasn't a part of WITS at that stage. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily only with the university, but, um, a lot of, of different academics and different companies as well that were involved in f- actually funding the museum. Alright. So is your job hard? It can be difficult. So I, I studied for a long time. I did archaeology for a long time, and um, that helps. So I have an understanding of the, the actual what's in the museum and the content in the museum. But but it's I think if you enjoy what you do, it makes it so much easier. Then you don't mind the hard times are are achievements, and you get over them, and you feel so good to have done it. So oh wow yeah. So how do people get hold of you? So you can go to our website. We have the Origin Center. So it's www.vits.ac.za forward slash Origin Center. Um, we also have a Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And we have all our events up on Facebook. So, yeah, we're easily available on the Internet. And then our numbers are there as well. Hmm. Have you, um, has the museum found any, um, like, extinct animals? So not the museum itself, but um, we work. So the fossil gallery, the the museum that's kind of our sister museum in the in the same building as ours, works with the Evolutionary Studies Institute, and they've had recently some amazing discoveries of the, the actually the largest um, dinosaur 
of a certain period, which I can't remember now. Paleontology very well. But so there, and there's uh, often new finds. There's amazing dinosaur finds from South Africa as well. And, and then like with the Blombos Oka from that site as well. There's been a lot of finds and we try to showcase that between the fossil gallery and us. We try to showcase those. That's really awesome. Yeah. So then, like, if you always do that, what is the Ice Age time? So the Ice Age, like you think from the movies, it's <laughs> the, the, so that would have been in Europe, but you have different periods. So when, and we might not, in Africa, Ice Age wouldn't have been all icy and snowy. It actually just would have been drier. So the, and the seas would have receded as the, the ice, ice caps mel- um, oh, cool. got bigger, that the sea actually would have went down. So Africa would have been a lot bigger. Or South Africa, oh, yeah. the coast isn't so wouldn't then, have been where it was. Where so then, it what now. happened to the ice age? So different stages in the Earth cycle. You have ice ages and then interglacial periods, and it just gets hotter and colder, and the weather changes. That's wow! How it works. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am very, very interested, cool. and I hope to learn a lot more right after this. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. Was the way of living tons of years ago different to the way we live now? Very different. So people would have, they didn't really live, live in homes like, like we did. So they would have moved around in the landscape a lot looking for animals and plants uh-huh. to eat. So they would have moved a lot to areas where they, where they could, could find all those things and fresh water. So, um, along, they would, we would call them nomadic. They wouldn't have many possessions and, and take their things with them, live in an area for a short time and then move on. Oh wow. So, and then slowly people became more that they stayed in the same place and then slowly when we got domesticated plants like wheat and and sheep animals and <laughs> things that, that you'd actually need to stay in the same place oh wow yeah so what kind of people found south africa so the first people that that lived here that we know of so we know this through our our genes or through our dna are the the sun or the the hunter hunter gatherers? So oh. they have actually the most the the oldest or the most diverse DNA. So we know that they were the first modern humans in South Africa and in the world. Hmm. Yeah. So who are the sand people? So they are the what what a lot of people uh, used to call the bushmen. So they would uh, hunter gatherers. They'd live off the land, hunt hunt their their the wild animals, and and gather plants. And le- left very little evidence behind on the the landscape. So they didn't have houses like we have today, and would build these um, big spaces that we could find later on. As an archaeologist, they moved around a lot. So do people find technology? In those times? Yes, yeah, so a very complex technology, actually. Um, oh. It's really hard to make a, a really good stone tool, and especially a stone tool that you're putting onto a piece of, uh, or like a, a stick for an, an arrow. So you'd find spears and arrows, and that would be first made out of stone, and then later on made out of metal. Wow. So, so like, what was the majority of different cultures in the time? Like, what was the majority? What culture was the majority? So it would have been it would have been the, the San people only. So hunter gatherers uh, living around the landscape. Um, there would have been different groups, obviously moving around the landscape, um, and and just going to places where there are resources. And then later on, as people moved around Africa, you'd have different groups coming into contact with each other, and then slowly groups that actually had had sheep and were herders. And then the lifeways slowly changed as oh. people had to move around or live with each other in different ways. 
What do you prefer, the way of living? Which time? Sure, I think... I think our life now is is quite easy, you know. You can just go to the shop and buy your food, and um, but and I like the idea of of living Working. very yeah, and 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 live, knowing your landscape and actually yeah. interacting with nature. I think we're quite removed from from nature, you know, how we live now. But life now is probably a lot easier than it was. Yeah, in it the probably. Past. Yeah. So, what is one of like um, most natural medicines they found? So you have a lot of plant medicines, um, and actually in our garden at Origin Center we have a whole lot of indigenous plants. Um, mm. So you have plants like like bulbine, um, that um, is a is like a and also aloe as well that you can use as a um, to put on burns and or, or oh. for, for dry lips and things. And actually it's something that you can use so easily now and is so so good for you. And most, most a lot of people don't know about it. And it's been put in our creams now. Um, but we can actually just grow it in our garden and use wow. that instead of buying a cream. So how would you use it then? Um, so you actually break off the plant um, and you, you, you actually break off the leaf of the plant and it's got this, um, kind of sap inside almost. And then you just rub that directly on your, your skin. Wow. Yeah. So you kind of have to like break the middle or wherever. Yeah. It's kind of like a spiky leaf. Almost, it almost looks like a little bit of a, like a kind of cactus. It's, a, <laughs> it's like a succulent. So um, how do you find it then? So once you know what it looks like, you'll actually see there's a lot of, especially uh, bulbine and and aloes. I mean, aloes you might know that that you can you'll be able to recognize them everywhere. You find them around everywhere around South Africa. They grow really easily, and there's a lot of other plants as well that would have been used for different that's, things. That's cool. Yeah. What happens if in the old times they got bit? How would they cure it? So they would have known uh, what plants. We're, we're good for that. So oh, wow. there's, Must yeah, so, people. <laughs> yeah, that's, and I think that's the thing with living with nature, you know, okay, don't eat that plant. It's yeah, poisonous like, or that why are the animals avoiding that? Okay. It's actually poisonous. Yeah. It will give you a stomach ache or, um, and then this one's good for your skin or this one's good if you dehydrated or, so there's a whole, it's, it's amazing to understand these plants. Um, I wish I knew more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is archaeology? Archaeology is the, the study of, People lived that lived in the past through remains left behind. So, through the the bones you find in the ground, animal bones most of the time, not actually human bones, the tools that they left behind, the so their rubbish bins basically is a lot of what archaeologists dig up. Is what what people left behind when they left a place. Hmm. So, do you have archaeologists at the museum? So I'm I'm an archaeologist and the the director or the kind of the the manager of the museum Dr. Mandy Esterhazen or Professor Mandy Esterhazen she is an archaeologist as well um and then we work with the archaeology department as well So are there any workshops at the place yeah, we we try to have workshops often, and now especially when we have school groups, we um, offer an Oka workshop for each of the groups. We have talks so you can come learn about hunter gatherer life ways, actually how people lived in the past, or Mapungubwe. So we try link up things with the school curriculum so that groups can come and actually learn about what they have learned at school. Um, and then we have the workshops on on weekends as well, where we deal with a whole lot of different things, from dinosaurs to music to sand, and we have archaeological excavations sometimes. Oh wow, fun stuff! So, um, what are in the workshops? 
Um, a whole range. We, we, we try and do something different every month and we, we try, we bring out a lot of archaeological objects so people can actually touch them because often you just see you go to a museum and you see the things behind a display and you can't touch them because they want to, we, we need to preserve them. And we try have some objects that maybe aren't that old or replicas that you can actually touch and see what it feels like. Oh, that's and, all cool. Yeah, so it's really nice. It, it makes it kind of come alive a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What are exhibitions? So the exhibitions, so the exhibits in the museum are the things that stay there, the, the displays that stay there all the time. Um, and then we have temporary exhibitions. So that's when somebody comes in and they have maybe they're an artist and they've they've got all these paintings and they want to display them um, or it's a photographer or it's uh, we've just had one that closed on Saturday about an archaeologist who's just turned 90 oh wow uh, Revel Mason and it was just celebrating the work that he did for archaeology in South Africa so the exhibitions just cover a whole range of things and they we change them all the time so is there a similarity in the archaeology in this museum to other museums? There is. I mean, we, we're the only museum in South Africa that deals specifically with this content and the, and the origins of art and South African rock art. But if you go to um, the Ditsong Museums and the Natural History Museum in, in Pretoria, you'll find some of the things do overlap. Or if you go to the Cradle of Humankind at Marapeng, um, they also deal with the origins of the humans, how we became human, um, and the Zika Museum in Cape Town. So there, there is overlap because we, we're celebrating South Africa's past and those museums do as well, but we're just celebrating the art element of it. Hmm. So what were the professions in the, you know, past? <laughs> mm. What would they have been? <laughs> well, yeah. very simply put, hunting and gathering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you you would have had people that were skilled at different things. Within that, you'd have people that would have have made been really good at making tools and making stone tools, or people that were um, really good swimmers. And if you were going to actually, if you're living near the coast and you needed to get fish and trap fish, or people that could make amazing traps to to trap animals um um or people that would would stay around the house and look after the kids you know there was <laughs> there would have been a division of labor by cuz that's what we need you know wow. we all need different things in our daily life yeah um, but as you go through time those would have changed so what is the expect- expectation of other archaeologists so i think to to be truthful about what you find it's very easy um, to want the limelight and <laughs> to go, oh, I want to be famous and this is the first ever this that I found. And, and it's not actually about who found it. It's about what it is and understanding our past better and knowing, okay, this is what happened a million years ago, <laughs> not this. Or, you know, that, that just understanding the past better and what actually happened in the past and sharing that knowledge with, with people. So how would you figure out... Um, from what years it came? So there's a whole lot of different ways of dating. Um, so first, what, when you excavate, so the, the layer at the top is the youngest layer, that's now, and as you dig, you go lower and lower and lower. And you can know by the layers that you dig uh, that they are actually sound, that they haven't been dug into and messed around. Um, and so you can know which are older by that. Oh, and wow. then within those layers, if they really nice layers, you can date the, the soil. Um, so you can find quartz grains in the soil um, or different different chemicals in the soil that um, they can do all these fancy chemical tests <laughs> on and figure out how old they are. Wow. 
So, um, what happens if someone to, were to give you something really nice, uh, like to the museum? Um, do you buy it from them or what would happen? Mostly it's donations. Um, and then we keep it in the storeroom until we can put it on display and we just make sure that it's well preserved. Well, I've learned so much and I'm so grateful that I know more because I'm also very into archaeology. <laughs> this has been Hi Kids, 4 Kids, 5 Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. Thank you so much to my guest, Tammy Hodgkiss. Is that, uh, yes, yes, right. right. Yes. For coming on Hi Kids and thank you to my producer Mandy and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye. Have a super duper day.